What's up and welcome to the Best Day of My Life Project, a podcast created to help you better enjoy the process and make the most out of each day. Join me as I share my own trials, tribulations, and discoveries to be happier, healthier, and more present. Welcome back to the Best Day of My Life Project. I'm actually recording this on a Tuesday, probably a week before when you hear this. That's kind of like the game plan. I'm going to record one a day and and basically air it a week later. And yesterday, so the goal with that was one a day. I was supposed to start this yesterday. However, as life would have it, I mean, why why is it that Mondays are just like, like everything that you don't want to happen happens on a Monday? Like, what the hell? Like, why does that happen? I don't understand it. But uh, it seems to be pretty universal. And so you just, you know, you plan for to do things and then life hits you. You got other things you got to handle and, and you do what you can. And so here we are. We're doing doubles today with podcast review, uh, recording, I should say. And uh, with that said, guys, today we're going to be talking about why you should lower your expectations. <laughs> How <laughs> motivating, right? But bear with me. It's going to make a lot of sense uh, by the end of this. And I love the term almost daily. In fact, that was almost the name of this podcast. And the reason being is because it sets in stone right from the get, like about progress, not perfection. It speaks to not trying to make it perfect. We're doing almost daily. And so um, with that, we're going to start off today's episode with a good old dad joke because you know there's no better way to break up the monotony of the day with a good old dad joke so this is this is a great one all right here's so here we go what do sprinters eat before a race <laughs> nothing they fast <laughs> get it because they're not they're really fast because they're sprinters so they don't eat anything before oh man that is some good stuff right there Oh yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's break into today's message. So we talked about how it's going to be about almost daily, uh, about lowering your expectations. And John Acuff. So today's quote is from John Acuff. He he's written several books. Um, the one I, I I love from him is called Finish. Um, it, it's an awesome book. If you ever had issues hitting a goal, I highly suggest you pick that up or listen to it on audio. Listen, I actually listen to it on audio. He's a very entertaining guy. So uh, you might enjoy that. But anyway, the, this is a pretty long quote, but I wanted it really speaks to what we're talking about, so I want to include the whole thing. So here we go. We tend to think we need huge goals. Go big or go home. Aim for the moon so that even if you fail, you'll land amongst the stars. That sounds nice, but it doesn't work in real life. If your goal is to lose 10 pounds and you only lose 8, you aren't excited. You failed by 2. And in a moment, most people give up. Recognizing that, we asked participants in our study to cut their goal in half. The theory was that if you only try to lose five pounds and you lost eight, you would have won by three pounds. You'd feel successful and you keep working on your goal. The crazy thing is that nothing changed. You lost the same eight pounds, but your perspective was completely different. What happened when we did this? The people with smaller goals were 63% more successful. Go big might be a good slogan for a gym wall, but if you really want to win, go small. Boom! I love that. And I, oh man, like it, maybe I love it so much because it, it speaks to like my background. As so many of you guys know, I've been in, in fitness and I've been, been a coach for, you know, I don't know how many years at this point and have owned gyms for going on 10 years, have worked with thousands of people. 
And I cannot tell you how many people have started off like wherever they were and has made amazing progress. But in their head, it wasn't to what their expectations were, which by the way, the expectations we set are not scientific. <laughs> we treat them as they're like, they're facts, as if they're like universal truth. They're not. They're our own perceptions. And we decide that they are such. And, be, and because of that, we think that they should just happen. But the reality of it is, they like like John said, like we're gonna be we're gonna make amazing progress, but never be happy with it because our perspective is gonna be completely off. And so today, uh, I want to talk to you about this. You know, set when it's funny because you have uh, something like out there like oh well, set lower expectations, and people are automatically are gonna judge that. And, and I don't, I don't, and look, I probably would have done this before. Like the quote that he had mentioned within the quote I just shared with you about going for the stars or going for the moon, you land with the stars or whatever. I've used that damn quote before. And as I, I do believe like it has some merit in terms of like bigger picture, like set a path. Don't worry as much about the path, but like in terms of day to day and just getting stuff done, if we have this huge expectation, like, trust me, I've made this mistake time and time again, setting these like miserable to-do lists that I, I, in my head, I'm like, oh, I can get all this done. And at the end of the day, I feel like I didn't get anything done. And yet I worked 12 hours and, and did a shit ton, but I didn't get everything done on my to-do list. So it wasn't enough. I'll never forget when I was looking for my first gym back before Melt was a thing. It was, uh, it was around 2000, it was actually 2009. First gym opened in 2010, but I was looking in 2009. And there's this beautiful retail spot. And if you know anything about real estate, you know that, and you could probably just imagine, retail space is going to be much more expensive than industrial space. And at the time, I wanna say I had about 20 clients Maybe something around that, which is okay. You know, it's not like I was bring, I was starting with a bunch of revenue, um, but I also had no funding. I had no money behind me. I had just a credit card, literally, and I had a few thousand dollars. Let's, I, I think, uh, which really is nothing when you're starting a business, is it goes by very, very quick. Anyway, and we were looking at this space, and I had in my head of like this what what I wanted to be. It was like this this beautiful like big front desk, glass windows and a huge amount of space. It was like, I want to say it was like four times the size of what we ended up moving into. And when I would play it out in my head, it was just like so exciting because that's what happens when we set these big goals. Like we're now getting into fantasy. Like we don't record, like we're not, it's really hard where we're in the moment because we're so emotional about a goal. Like if you really want a goal, we have to realize that reason why we really want it is because it's deeply tied to our emotions. And when it's deeply tied to our emotions, by default, we are not going to be logical. Like we're going to act out of emotion, which is never a good way to handle the business. And, and by the way, business is you setting your goals. And so I had this fantasy of a gym and it would have cost me, you know, just a little less than what I was making a month already from the clients and I, was, and I justified it by like yeah but like if I just get a few more clients like we'll be able to cover that and that was without knowing like all that would all the other costs that come in like not thinking about electricity and not thinking about um, you know marketing and, and just all you know employees and, and, and everything else and so I was actually looking at it with my older brother who's an entrepreneur and you know he, he was he had a really good way of like mentoring me it wasn't directly like joe don't do this it was just like yeah man but like your first one like let's like not that you couldn't make this work but like what are some other options like what's some what's a sure thing you know like it's just gonna be you're not gonna be as stressed out trying to to make work 
and uh, we, you know, we continued to look. And the more I sat on it, the less fantasy it became because I started to look at the real numbers and the real things of what was going on, and I started to question it, which is so good to do when you're setting goals. Is the question why you want this goal, and is this goal the right goal for me, and, and so on. But anyway, long story short, I ended up work, um, getting a my first facility was. I think 1,200 square feet, so like um, you know, a little less than a quarter of the size, a little bit, about a quarter of the size, and it was in terms of pricing, like um, yeah, it was dramatically less. Let's just put it that way, and it wasn't the most glamorous place in the world. Although I did spend three days putting, um, I don't know what's it called, oh Venetian plaster on my lobby walls. My lobby, by the way, was about a hundred. I don't even know what 100, no, it was, it was maybe like 200 square feet. It was teeny, not, I, and I spent, I'm like, oh no, people got to walk into this beautiful lobby and I, if you know what Venetian plaster is, it's a pain in the ass. Let's just call it that. You basically put this thick paint on the wall and then smudge it, but don't smudge it too much because you want it to be like somewhat rugged and you kind of do that throughout the entire wall. It took me forever. It was horrible. I'm like, we're talking like eight to 10 hours a day. I think like three or four coats, crazy. And no one noticed or cared, and a year later, we moved into a bigger spot. So the machinist who moved in got Venetian plaster, and, and who knows what's on those walls now. But anyway, the moral of the story is that smaller goals are not taking the easier route. Setting more realistic goals requires more maturity and discipline. It's like anybody can pick a big goal. It's like a kid. It's like, you know, kids, I want this. I want that. Like, I remember as a kid, like, I remember all these things in my head that I wanted for my parents. Like, I, I had no idea, like, the finances of it all, like, what it would cost or the realistic nature of what I was asking for. But I, I didn't know any better. I was, I was watching freaking cartoons. Like, of course, like, I was thinking in terms of that stuff, right? And, and that's, in a way, kind of what we're doing. It's childish, uh, for us to set these these huge goals because it's really not backed by anything real. And so, and even if it is, like the amount of pressure and stress we put on ourselves is going to hold us back in some way. Whereas if we can set a more realistic goal, not only are we going to hit likely the same amount of progress, we're not going to have as much stress. And I think that was one of the huge things I learned from John in his book was like, he said it and it just made sense because I've made that mistake often was that we just put too much stress on ourselves when like, yes, getting doing something that you've never done before is going to be challenging, but it doesn't have to be extremely miserable and doesn't have to take up your entire life. And so that, that was a game breaker. But the one more thing that I want to say on this message, and, and I think in some way when we set really big goals on a subconscious level, we actually choose these big goals because First of all, we get this initial response and feedback from people that's like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you should go do that. And like, you know, you, you see it on Facebook all the time with people. And some people have the right intentions, but just, you know, don't do it. And I think some people do do it for attention. But, it, you know, I'm not, and I'm not judging that. It is what it is. If that's what they need, that's what they need. But the, the fact is, is that when we say we're doing, like, it's much more exciting to say, oh, I'm going to go do X, Y, Z that sounds really exciting. I can't, couldn't think of a good example. I was going to say start a business, but then I remembered when I said I was starting a business after college, which is 2009, it was not, there was not nearly as cool to start a business then. Like my friends were like, oh yeah, good luck. People were like, oh, how's your little business? Like now it's like everybody's an entrepreneur, hashtag boss. Um, so it's, it's kind of funny, but uh, anyway, I couldn't think of a good example, but you, you get the point. Sometimes we're, we're saying that just for the response we get. 
And I've been guilty of that before myself. Um, but the other thing, and this is the bigger issue, is that we can also use it as a crutch and blame the goal for not doing the work. And this has been huge. Like I've worked with so many people over the years and they say they want this and they say they want that, but they just it's just one excuse after another as to why they can't do what they need to do to hit that goal. And they have every capability of doing it. And But it's just easier to say, well, I couldn't do this because when it's a bigger goal, whereas it's a smaller goal, if it's like, yeah, I'm going to lose like five pounds this month, you know, like that's people, like if you don't do that, it's quite obvious that you probably didn't put in the work that you needed to do. Not to say five, you know, that's just an arbitrary number, but you know, something relative to someone who, who would have much more weight to lose would be five pounds. And so today my action steps for you are this. If you don't have a goal, if you don't have something you're working towards, take time and write it down. If you don't write it down, it's not real. And if you, if you don't have a direction, then, then how could you ever expect to get there? Like you wouldn't just drive on a highway to go to California. Like you would use GPS. If you didn't have GPS, you would use a map. Because here's the thing, whatever goal we go to, and you can even set lower expectations for that goal, but if you don't have a course that you're following, you can't correct the course. And so if you just have it in your head, you're not going to be able to fix what you're doing. And here's the thing, you could have the, the, the most realistic goal set up, and you could have this awesome plan to do it, but guess what? Life's going to slap you in the face. And when it does, you want to look back at something and be like, all right, I need to course correct. Because that's the only way you're going to end up to where you want to be. And so if you don't have a goal, take the time to write it down, all right? And then once you do, whatever pops out of your head, cut it in half. Like if it scares you to cut it in your half, like, well, this is bullshit. I don't care. Cut it in half. I promise you it's a better way to go about it. And then once, so let's just make this a one-year goal. So 12-month goal, whatever that is, cut it in half. And then what does, half, what does that half goal look like in 12 months? And then take that and divide it by two. So what does six months look like? What needs to happen in six months from now for you to be halfway to your goal? And then from there, what needs to happen? So, so then cut in half again in 90 days. What needs to happen in 90 days for you to hit that goal? For you to be like, all right, I'm on track for my six-month goal and then my one-year goal. And then lastly, do that one more time for 30 days. And what needs to happen in 30 days? So now you're dividing it. How many times, what needs to happen for you to hit that goal in 30 days? So you're looking at your 12-month goal that is cut in half, and then half of that for what to do in six months, and then half of that for, well, I guess half of that would be three months, so I, I my math's not great. Hashtag personal trainer. Uh, so <laughs> six months, then half of that would be your three-month goal. I skipped over three months originally. And then... Take that down in 30 days. And if you do that, guys, and if you're continually checking in on it, you'll be able to course correct and you will end up to where you want to be. And you'll do so with a lot less pressure. And this is coming from someone who puts entirely way too much pressure on himself. So I encourage you guys to take this step and I would love to hear from you. So hit me up on social. Let me know what you thought about this podcast. Make sure to share it with friends and I will talk to you tomorrow. Now you know what time it is. Go out there and make the best out of today. One of the ways you can do that is by inspiring others. Share this podcast with a friend, family member, coworker, shoot, cool stranger, whoever you think could benefit. And if you haven't yet, go to iTunes to rate and review this podcast so we can continue to learn from feedback and add more value to your life.